This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. All right, welcome, and uh, we are set to go. We hope you are as well. Lior Samfiru, of course, in attendance, the uh, co-founding partner, Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in this country. How about that? We welcome all of our listeners in Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver. Good to have you along. Yeah, that is the number till free. You have something to say, questions about your employment status, dealing with your boss, a severance question. A vaccine question, heading back to work, a hybrid question, whatever. If something has you scratching your head, no better time than to pick up a phone and get some answers. It's free, it's simple, and it's immediate, right? one 399 Email if you prefer that way. We'll take them. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we always tell you to uh, run over to the website before all. That is free and anonymous at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. The highlight of that one, well, there's many highlights. It's, it's an awesome website. But one of the highlights to that is the fact that the severance pay calculator is all part of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And that has been used. Check this out. Over 2 million people have checked out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for the severance pay calculator. So you can do that. At your leisure. Anyway, today we're going to get to uh, going on disability leave. Some of those uh, talking points are on the way very shortly. But, Lior, we always talk about the uh, the case of the day, brother. What do you got? Well, John, it's uh, it's been a busy, busy, busy time in my office, which is great. It's exactly what, mm-hmm. what I like and how I like it because uh, we get to talk to a lot of people. I get to help a lot of people and hopefully uh, make people feel better about their workplace rights. And that's exactly what I'm planning to do on this show right now. So if you're driving, if you're at home, if you're uh, out for a run and listening, whatever it is, Hmm. if you have a question about your workplace rights, if you have a workplace problem, your boss did something to you, Maybe you're worried about losing your job. Maybe this is the, the week where the hammer falls and, and you're you're not going to be working there. Well, whatever the issue, whatever the problems, there are answers. There are solutions. There are things that you can do. And we'll tell you exactly what those are. And it starts by you calling the show, picking up the phone, and giving us that opportunity to help you. So to get you kind of started on this and thinking about the issues that we deal with, let me tell you about some situations that came across my desk over the last week. First situation, uh, I spoke with a gentleman whose boss decided to change his schedule. So instead of working regular weekdays, his boss said that he's now going to be working every, in addition to weekdays, every other Saturday. Well, for reasons that are kind of obvious, he didn't want to do that. He had family obligations. He just didn't want to work on Saturdays. Uh, And he told his boss, I'm not going to do it. Well, the boss said, well, you know, you're still expected and we're expecting you in on the Saturday. He didn't come in. Uh, the very uh, next uh, day, the boss told him, don't come in. We're considering you to have resigned. We're couriering over your record of employment saying that you've resigned. Uh, you didn't show up to work. So he contacts me, of course, and he wants to know, wait a second, did I actually do something wrong? Did I have to go in on that Saturday when that was never my schedule? Well, the answer, of course, is no, he did not have to. His boss did not have the right to change his schedule this way. We've talked about this before on the show, and that is an employer does not have a right to make significant changes to terms of employment. If an employer does that, that can result in a constructive dismissal. So this situation is not a resignation. It's a termination. Even though he didn't come to work, he didn't come to work because he didn't have to. 
his boss didn't have that right. And listen, if his boss said instead of working 9 to 5, you're going to be working 8.30 to 4.30, that's probably something his boss could get away with. But not uh, not to do that. So uh, so if your boss does something to you like that, you can treat that as a termination. For this guy, he worked there for six years. He's owed about nine months' pay, and that's why it's so important here not to consider yourself to have resigned. To understand what your rights are. So anytime you're facing that type of a situation where your boss changes terms of employment, you have the option to treat that as a termination, and that is what happened here. Which is exactly, under any circumstances, always reach out to one of you or your colleagues, uh, Lior, because there's so much misinformation about things like that and so many other topics that people will be walking away from money and other, uh, you know, other benefits that they could be owed, right? That's right. That's why it's really so important to get that advice. Don't make assumptions. Oftentimes, you get into problems and trouble when you make assumptions about your workplace rights bad thing to do. Uh, you can have significant rights. If you don't know them, rights can't help you. Starts by making a call or sending an email and let's connect and talk about it. And you can do that right now, by the way, for sure. Toll free one 399 What else you got going on, brother? Well, I spoke with a, a lady who had been accused by a coworker of harassment in the workplace. And uh, her boss did the right thing by saying, well, we're going to investigate. So they told this lady, we're going to put you off on a paid leave pending this investigation. So far, so good, right? That's what the employer is supposed to do. Except this lady was put off on leave now for a few weeks. Uh, again, no no update, no one contacting her, doesn't know what's going on. And she contacts the company uh, and does, they don't give her an update. They don't tell her how long she's going to be off work. They don't tell her what the status of the investigation is. So eventually frustrated, she contacts me and she wants to know what do I do here? Well, here's the thing, John. The fact that they put her off like this and kind of left her in, in, in no man's land, it in itself is a termination. In itself mm-hmm. is a constructive dismissal. Think about the embarrassment for her right now. You know, how can she ever go back when she's been off for several weeks? Uh, you know, she, she, it's not really possible to kind of to continue employment in that situation. So she now, even though her employer is still, quote unquote, investigating, she has to or has the ability to treat this as a termination. Remember, even if you are being investigated, your employer still has to update you, treat you with respect, make sure that they do things efficiently and quickly. They can't just leave you out there to to kind of stew and, and, and hope that, uh, you know, maybe you go away. So for her, John, yeah, even though uh, she, still, she's still being investigated, she can treat that as a termination. And there's that reminder that that an employer does have to deal with you in good faith. And if they don't, there could be absolute consequences. Like right now would be good as we get back into a toll-free 1-877-399-9898. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca, email address we always use. But getting right back into the topic of the day that would be going on a disability leave, very topical. You'll want to tune into this. And by the way, as I mentioned, anytime through this segment or the rest of the show, you want to make a phone call, something piques your interest, uh, don't hesitate to do exactly that. You can also call Lior when the show is over, by the way, anytime, one 855 821 5,900. Number one point, uh, going on disability leave, Lior, what issues do you see when it comes to medical leaves generally? I know there's a, probably a laundry list, but what are the top ones anyway? So the, the, the main issue, of course, is the, the ability to go off on a leave. And people have often questions about, the, you know, can they go on leave and for how long? And the, the types of issues that I've seen really have to do with employers not believing 
employees. Yes, employee, you're telling me that you need to go or that you have a medical issue. I don't know that I'm buying that. And uh, employees often get very frustrated in that situation for obvious reasons. So, uh, and, and that's a huge problem, of course, because the employers don't get to question that. Oftentimes, I've also seen situations where employers try to impose timelines. Well, yeah, you can go on leave, but only for a month or, or three weeks or what have you. Uh, the other situations, of course, I've seen when people try to come back from uh, from disability leave, employer doesn't want to take them back or doesn't try hard enough or says there's no job or uh, says we'll get back to you. So, so those are all very, very common issues. And as I said before the break, uh, a lot of more people that have never been off work, never thought they're going to be off work, uh, are now finding themselves in a situation where they need some time to recuperate medically uh, and they need that disability leave. That's why this is such an important issue for everyone to consider. So if someone has to be away from work for, for medical reasons, uh, what do they need to do? What are the steps? So it's actually fairly simple. If you need to be off work for medical reasons, you need one thing and one thing only, and that is a doctor's note. If you have a doctor's note saying you need to be off work, then yeah, you can be off work. Your doctor is judge and jury with respect to your ability to come to, to be off work. Uh, so you need to speak to your doctor, and obviously the doctor will decide. If the doctor doesn't agree, then it is what it is. But if your doctor agrees that you need to be off work for medical reasons and is willing to give you that note, that's all you do. That's all you need. If your employer gets that note, they don't have the ability to question it. They don't have the ability to uh, deny it, and they don't have the ability to ignore it. So that's all you need. And a lot of people don't necessarily understand how powerful that note is. But on the the flip side of that, it's not good enough for you to say to your employer, employer, I, I need to be off work. Uh, I can't continue working. That's not good enough. Okay, you need to have that doctor's note. If you have that, you have all kinds of rights, all kinds of protections. You know, it's interesting. You just mentioned this a minute or two ago, and there's a lot of confusion on this point, And that is how long can an individual be away for medical reasons? And that is, of course, another main uh, main issue here. And, and a lot of people, employees and employers, are going to su- be surprised to hear this, that there's no time limit. There really isn't a time limit as to how long you can be off work. Bottom line is you can be off as long as you need to be off so that you can get better, whether it's a week, whether it's a month, whether it's a year or more. At the end of the day, as long as you have your doctor's support, you can be off work. So remember I talked about how powerful the doctor is. Well, the doctor also has the ability to say how long you're going to need. Sometimes it's going to be clear you're going to need two weeks or three weeks or two months. Other times it's not going to be clear, and the doctor can simply say, you're going to be off work, and then we'll evaluate again in six weeks. And then he may say or she may say that you need more time, and that's okay. So your employer cannot impose a time limit on you. Uh, you need to be off or you can be off as long as you need to. But again, it all starts with that doctor's note and the doctor being able to say you need to be off work. The next question people wonder is what happens to my job when I'm on a medical leave? Makes a lot of people nervous, right? Absolutely. So let's let's talk a bit about what happens to your job if you're on a leave. Uh, and uh, you continue to be an employee. You continue to earn seniority, okay? And what happens in that situation is you're going to be off, and the time that you're off counts towards your seniority. That's important in case you ever have to get severance. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have a guaranteed job at the end of the leave. What it does mean is that you have a guaranteed opportunity to have a job. 
So what happens is when you're ready to come back to work, your employer is required to try to take you back to see if, if your position is available to give that to you. If it's not available, to try to find you another position uh, and, and make all efforts. They, what they cannot do is say, well, you've been off. We don't want to bother with you or, or, or ignore you or not try. If they do that, that's a human rights violation. But they have to try. Now, if they try and there's just legitimately nothing for you, at that point, and only at that point, can your employer let you go with severance, okay? Uh, and that's important because just because there's no job available doesn't mean you, you can be let go without compensation, with severance. And that severance can be as much as two years' pay. I'll, I've seen many cases, John, where an employer doesn't try hard enough uh, or doesn't even try at all to bring the person back, and that is a human rights violation, and there's other damages that are available. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you gar- you're guaranteed a job. You're guaranteed the opportunity for the job. Again, one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight to call in, ask any questions. Uh, does it matter if an employer has or does not have a disability plan at work? So this is an important point. So some employers, of course, may provide a disability plan for employees, uh, you know, short-term, long-term disability. And what that disability plan does, of course, is allows you to be compensated while you are off work. Uh, so that way, uh, you know, it's an insurance policy. If you need to be off, you get paid because your employer itself doesn't have to pay you when you're off. That's why there's an insurance policy. Now, if you're empl- if you have that policy and, and that's great, you can apply for it and uh, they, they should pay you. By the way, if they don't pay you, if they deny you, you give me a call. If your employer does not have that policy, that may mean that you can qualify for other benefits, uh, EI benefits, maybe even uh, CPP disability benefits that the government provides, but it has nothing to do with your ability to be off work. So some employees think, well, I don't have a long-term disability plan at work, so that means I can't be off work on disability. Absolutely not. Your ability to be off work has nothing to do with whether or not your employer has an insurance policy for, for those types of situations. You can be off, as I said before, as long as you have a doctor's note. You have that doctor's note, you can be off. Your employer can't do anything about it. More of these talking points on the way. I want to slide over to a uh, call, though. Kelly, thank you for uh, for standing by. How are you? Hi, Hello? Kelly. Hi. Yes. I uh, good. I was working as a cook, and I worked at this place for twelve years. And uh, when COVID came, uh, she gave she sent a note like I wasn't wouldn't get vaccinated, so she sent a note saying uh, if you're not vaccinated, don't bother to come in. And I never did go back in, and she never did fire me. She never fit. She fired me or nothing. And uh, I was just wondering if I have any rights. Well, Kelly, she did fire you. You're not, not t- telling you not to come into work anymore is exactly what firing you is. So she did. And of course, yeah, you're going to be owed severance in that situation. The fact that ultimately she decided not to have you work there because of your vaccine status doesn't deprive you of, of severance. And if you've been there as a cook for 12 years, yeah, you could be owed 10 to 12 months of severance. So the good news is uh, that if this happened, you know, fairly recently, because we're talking about vaccines, then you still have time to deal with that and I can help you. So what you need to do, Kelly, is you need to connect with me off air. We'll get to work because, yeah, 10 to 12 months of pay, that's going to be a lot of money. That's what you're owed. Exactly. Here. Okay. Well, I went to the labor board about it 
and the labor board told me I basically, uh, I abandoned my job. I said, well, no, I never did. She just told me I couldn't come back. Absolutely. As long as you can show that, that she told you or she wrote to you not yeah, to come back to work. Yeah, I got the letter. Perfect. Then, 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 then yeah. at that point, it's an easy situation. So, what I want you to do is to connect with me, and and let's let's get you that severance. I mean, one thing, if it was you were owed, you know, a week or two weeks' pay, you can take it or leave it. But if we're talking up to a year's pay, uh, I, I would yeah. not uh, leave that so be. Twelve years. Yeah, twelve yeah. years. Worth it. Hey, exactly. Hey, I will contact you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Kelly. Really, uh, really appreciate you uh, reaching out. That is exactly right there why we tell you to call during this show. Within three minutes, you got some answers, and he's going to be giving you and uh, your team a call, Leor, for sure. Kelly, by the way, just in case you didn't catch it, one eight. Uh, pardon me, one eight five five. 821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900 to reach Lior and his uh, his team, help at employmentlawyer.ca. In the meantime, a couple, uh, couple minutes here before we uh, slide into a break, guy, but uh, we'll get back to more of this in our discussion on disability leaves and going on and off disability. This is the one that sticks in people's craw, and I think it's the one that employers get wrong all the time, is that is what kind of medical information can the employer ask for? What are they allowed? How far can they go? Well, they actually can't go very far at all. Remember what I said, that really all you need is that doctor's note, right, to be off. And your employer does not have the ability to to demand that you tell them what is your medical condition, what is the treatment you're getting, what medication you're taking. That's off limits because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're suffering from depression or a bad back. What? No, it doesn't. What matters is whether you're able to work. That's the only thing that matters. So an employer that demands information about your uh, your your diagnosis what is the condition etc is offside it's off limits and they they don't have a right to do that as an employee you can say no not giving you that doesn't matter now your employer absolutely can ask more questions about your prognosis what i mean by that is well how long are you going to be off work uh you know is there any accommodation that you need or that that you you could we could provide you so you can come back to work that is legitimate so if they need information about your prognosis, they can ask questions and you can provide that information from your doctor. I've seen many cases, John, where the employer is demanding medical information they're not entitled to. You can say no and you cannot be punished for saying no. And good to be back. I love doing this every week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're in Calgary, Edmonton, or Vancouver, welcome to the show. If it's your first time, of course, talking about employment law and everything under that rather large umbrella. But man, it's where you spend eight hours a day. Possibly five days a week or more, so you got to know what your rights are. That's exactly what the show does, fills you in in a large way. You want to have a comment or a question, uh, right here, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. And the email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we'll get back to our discussion of disability leave, but uh, always the phone's top priority on this show. In that regard, Tracy, thanks for, uh, for uh, standing by for a moment. How are you? Fine, thanks. And yourself? Excellent. So glad you took the time to uh, give us a call. What's on your mind? My daughter at Christmas time was diagnosed with cancer. She had surgery at the very beginning of January. She then got COVID. She went back to work for two weeks. And then they, because her surgery, they didn't think they got it all. They went back in and did surgery. And her employer has now tried to fire her. What do you mean try? Did they fire her? They have come up to her and told her that she is going to be unemployed because she has taken too many days off of work. Uh, is she part of a union by any chance, Tracy? 
No. Okay, and how long has you worked there for? Uh, five years. So this is an important uh, question and, and, and exactly on topic of what we've been talking about. There is no such thing as too many days, okay? And even two years off would not be considered too many days. So uh, in this situation, not only uh, is she owed severance, and that could easily be six, eight months pay, no problem. This is also a clear human rights violation, okay? And this could also potentially be violation of employment standards. So you name the wrong, that employer has done it. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry to hear that your daughter is going through such a difficult time. The good news is she has rights. The good news is that uh, the, the employer can't get away with it. Now, there, there's two options that she has here. If, she, if her main goal is to just have her employer allow her to come back to work, I can make that happen. One letter from me and that employer backs right off and they let her be. So if that's what she wants, we can do that. If she doesn't want that, if she says, I don't want to work for these jerks anymore, uh, then I can get her out of there with significant compensation. Either way, we can help her. So, Tracy, hopefully she's well enough to, to connect with me and give me a call because I, I'd love to be able to help her. Okay, I will let her know. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Tracy. You bet. And I'm going to give you that number again, just in case you haven't written it down, but I'll repeat it throughout the rest of the show. And we always do. That is 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900, and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Really simple there. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're just we're going to keep going down this road of talking about disability leaves and being off on disability. And, and as you mentioned just before the break in the phone call, Leor, you know, they can ask uh, prognosis but not diagnosis as what's wrong with you. What if, uh, you know, the employee starts to, they're getting pressure for the employee requesting medical information. Like, come on, you can tell us. We just, you know, we want to know just to, to tell us what's wrong with you sort of thing. Yeah. And, and you know. Pressure is kind of, as you described, is one thing. I've seen many cases where an employer says, you have to give us this information or else. Well, either way, either way, whether it's just come on, tell us, or, or you have to tell us or else, you don't need to and you shouldn't. Listen, you can decide to tell them if you want what the medical condition is, but at the end of the day, you do have a right to, to personal and private information, and there's you know right to privacy. So you can say, no, I'm not. If you want to know more information about how long I'm going to be off work, if it's not clear what accommodation I need, you can ask. But I'm not going to tell you, and I'm not going to tell my doctor to tell you what the medical condition is. I'm not going to tell you what treatment I'm getting, what medication I'm taking. None of that. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. So you you absolutely can, and I would say you should tell your employer no if they're demanding information that they're not entitled to have. And if they keep asking, if it's unreasonable, I mean, if they if they start taking the place of your insurance company with what they're allowed to ask, and they think they they can ask the same things, what do you do? Do we give you a call right away? Well, yeah, absolutely. If you're if you're facing that in difficult situation where they're kind of putting too much pressure on you, that pressure in itself could be considered a constructive dismissal. So we should absolutely talk. Usually in these cases, it's easy to get your employer off your back. Uh, so if you're you're dealing in an uncomfortable situation, all you want to do is take time off so you can get better and your employer does anything to you, impose any roadblocks in your way, then you have to give me a call. Uh, calls right here and now, one 399 Susan, you are up next. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm, gr- I'm fine, thank you. Great, what's um, on I worked, for, I worked for a small company, and there was only four of us working there, and they eliminated my position. I'm 64, and um, I have some health issues that make it hard for me to find a different job. 
Um, I'm just wondering, I did accept their severance, so I know it's a done deal. But I'm wondering what kind of severance I should have received if I was in the ballpark or not. Susan, how long did you work there for? 13 years. Sorry, 15, you said? 13. 13, okay. And, and what were you doing there? I was a secretary. Okay. So especially, uh, you know, given the fact that you said it's going to be more difficult for you to find another position, you'd easily be owed a year's pay and potentially as much as 15 months. So it's, it's 12 to 15 months, no less than 12. What did you, get, uh, what did you receive, uh, Susan? Three months. Wow. wow. So, so at a minimum... At a minimum... I have accepted that, though, right? So yes. I, I, unfortunately, if you've accepted, there's, not, there's no opportunity to go back. It should have been at a minimum four times that. And I, I, I'm sorry to have to give you these ba- this bad news, but hopefully there's an important lesson there for our, our listeners that you, you can't, under any circumstances, ever accept that severance offer because in 90% of the, of the cases, Susan, people are offered, like you were offered, a lot less than what they're owed. Unfortunately for you, that should have been at least 12 months pay, Susan. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Susan. Appreciate that. I hate hearing that. You know, someone lets go and they get 25 cents on the dollar when it could have easily, as you said, been 12 months. Man, that just burns you. That just burns you. You know what I mean? Well, especially when it is going to be difficult for her, arguably, to find another position. And that that severance is is her insurance policy, right? It's supposed to carry her until she finds another position. And, you know, I I didn't ask her how much she was earning, but no matter what she was earning, that delta, the difference between three months and 12 months, it's going to be significant. So very important, prime example, why we do this show and why we're trying to inform you in advance of this happening. If you're ever let go or are worried about letting go, uh, being let go, you have to give me a call so that we can do this right and get you what you are legally owed. Toll free, one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Do like Susan, get the information. And in that regard, we're moving on to uh, to Ray. Hi, Ray. How are you? How are you doing? Good. What's up? How are you? I have a quick quick question. Um, for um, do you have? To, are you required to tell your employer what your vaccine status is? So that's that's a, a difficult question only because in a way it, it doesn't matter what you're required. What matters is what your employer is going to do if you don't tell them. So in other words, if your employer tells you, if you don't tell me your status, I'm going to let you go, they're going to let you go, right? I mean, you're going to be owed severance, don't get me wrong, but they're still going to let right. you go. So it's not about what your what your rights are so much as what's going to happen if your employer uh, if you don't if you don't give your information to your employer you can't physically stop your employer from letting you go. So ultimately, yeah. you have to decide: Am I what's better? Am I better to tell my employer what they want to know and keep my job, or am I better not to tell them and lose my job and get severance? That's obviously a personal decision, but you are likely to lose your job or at a minimum be put off on a leave. If your employer demands that information and you don't give it to them, okay, sure. And then one other question, quick: is um, um, is there what's the um, statute of limitations to um, seek uh, compensation for being laid off without cause? Fired it's without two cause years. Terminated. Two years. So two years from when the the layoff or the termination happened, uh, you you have uh, two years to do that and pursue it. Excellent. So I think I might call you later. So Perfect. Thank you.
Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate the time and enjoy the rest of your afternoon and weekend. And to uh, reach out to Lior, 1-855-821-5900. Ray, he brings up a good point that, you know, if, if people were laid off way back in the beginning of the pandemic and, you know, mid to late 2020, if not earlier, there that time's ticking if they're going to do exactly what you said and pull the trigger on getting their compensation, right? We're almost two years. Absolutely. For many people, you know, some people may have already gone beyond that limitation period, which is very, very bad. So, if you've been laid off because of the pandemic or, or for any reason, you have two years from that left. And I'm talking about temporary layoffs. So a lot of employees, especially early on in the pandem- uh, pandemic, may have been put on temporary layoffs. If you're not yet back at work, you can treat that as a termination, but you have two years from when that layoff happened to do that. You don't have to wait. You don't have to hope uh, that you know every day. Today's the day where they call me back. You can make the decision to treat that as a termination and get severance. It starts, of course, by giving me a call. All right, good to be back. A few minutes to go. Yeah, that number's still active and ready to go. Toll free, one 877 In between the phone calls, get back to our conversation, Lior, about uh, disability leaves. A lot of confusion with this topic. That's why we like to bring it up every so often to refresh everybody that's listening. So we talked about, uh, you know, the information that an employer can and cannot ask. How about an employer? Can an employer require an employee to attend an IME or an independent medical examination? How about that? So this is how it often works. So you've done what I've said. You've given your employer a doctor's note saying, well, you know, can't work for whatever period of time. The employer says, you know what, we're not totally buying that. So we want you to see another doctor. We'll pay for a doctor to give you an independent exam. And that doctor will tell us what you need and whether you need to be off. No, can't do that, can't demand that, can't require that. You don't have any obligation as an employee to go see another doctor. If your doctor is clear, then then that's all that matters. Now, if your doctor is not clear, if your doctor is kind of contradicting himself and your doctor and your employer is asking your doctor questions and the doctor is not answering, then in that very limited situation, it may be reasonable for your employer to say, listen, your doctor is not telling us anything and confusing us, so we need you to see another doctor. That's rare, and I don't know that I've seen that happen more than once in 20 years. In every other situation, your employer cannot demand that you see another doctor. You can absolutely say no. If you have a question for my doctor, I'll give it to my doctor, but that's it. That's all you get. And you can't be punished for saying that. You're not considered to have resigned. You can't be let go for cause. None of that can happen. As I said, the most powerful tool that you have at your disposal is your doctor and not another doctor that your employer chooses. If it's a case where an employee's off for, you know, two, three, four weeks, maybe a month or two, we get it. Like the employer knows where they're going to be. But any longer than that, say extended period of time, is there an obligation for an employee to keep their employer up to date on their medical condition? And how often should they be doing that? So if you're going to be off long time, you know, over a month, uh, if you're going to be off, it is a very good idea to to update your employer, to, to remind your employer that you're still out there, you're still working on getting better, and that you're, you're planning and hoping to return back at some point. Now, is it a strict legal obligation? No. Is it a very good idea? Absolutely. You should definitely keep your employer up to date, and it doesn't have to be any more than, than an email or a text message even, telling your employer, just so you know, still working on getting better, I'll, I'll keep you up to date. You know, if you could do something like that once a month, that's ideal. That's perfect. You know, even if you do it once every couple of months, if you're going to be off for a long time, that's fine. But what that does is number one, it keeps you front of mind with your employer. 
and it avoids a situation where your employer can say, well, I hadn't heard from you in a year, so I assumed you, you'd left, you resigned, and you're never coming back. So it avoids that. So it's going to be very difficult for your employer to say, oh, I, I assume you're not coming back if you were updating them, if you were telling them that you're planning on coming back. So a short one-line or two-line email or text message works really well. About one once a month or so, even a bit less than that is fine. Good idea. You'll be glad that you did. Always part of this, uh, you know, this this thing is the uh, insurer, the uh, long-term disability insurer, which you'll probably be dipping into at some point. What happens if they threaten to cut off your uh, your insurance? So I touched on this before. So you may have a disability plan through your job, long-term disability, short-term disability. Yeah. And uh, sometimes what happens is this insurance company, uh, an insurance policy that's supposed to be there for you is not there for you. Either they don't approve you or they approve you, but then they cut you off before your doctor and you believe that you're ready to come back to work. Happens all the time, okay? Obviously, the insurance company would want to stop paying you so that they don't incur that expense. So the good news is, even with that, we can help. We have a whole department at the firm dealing exclusively with those situations. And the solution, by the way, is not to file an appeal with the insurance company. That's a waste of time. It's not going to work. It doesn't do anything. The solution is we get involved and, and we give them, uh, you know, a kick in the pants or we take legal action to make sure that you get compensated or get put back on the insurance policy. So don't take that uh, denial. Don't assume that there's nothing that you can do. There's absolutely what this uh, stuff that we, we can do and we do that every day. So if your insurance company is paying you and you're fine and, and they're, they're supporting you while you're off, amazing. If that changes, Sometimes that changes early or sometimes it may change at that two-year mark. If you've been off for two years, all of a sudden the insurance company is very eager to get you off their payroll. If that happens, you got to give us a call right away. Uh, we want to make sure that you stay on or, or, or get compensated. Again, still some time to uh, to make that call toll-free here for the remainder of the show, one 399 What if there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you've been off for a while, now you're prepped to come back. What does that employee have to do when uh, when they're ready to return to work from that medical absence? So you've been off for a while, you've been working on getting better. Finally, you, you had a chat with your doctor. Yeah, we're ready for you to come back to work. So the first thing you want to understand is, can you come back to work to do your old job exactly the same, or do you need some accommodation? By accommodation, what I mean, do you need uh, modified duties or modified hours or the ability to work from home? If you need that, whether it's on a temporary or permanent basis, get a doctor's note, right? Saying, employer, I'm ready to come back to work. Here's my doctor's note saying what my limitations are. Once your employer has that, then they have an obligation, a very strict obligation, in fact, to accommodate, to make all possible efforts to find that accommodation. Sometimes they may mean giving you a different job or, or, or being flexible with your job. And if they don't do that, if they say, well, you can come back to work, but we're not going to you know, do all this accommodation stuff, that's a human rights violation. That's illegal. They have to do it. So you want to keep that in mind. Now, of course, if there's no accommodation, you can simply tell your employer, employer, ready to come back to work. I can be back in a week. If your employer doesn't take you back, doesn't respond, uh, does anything other than try to bring you back, we need to speak. Now, in some situations, there may legitimately not be a job available for you. They've tried. They want you back. They've looked everywhere. There's just nothing there now. Well, in that case, they can let you go with severance. That still means we need to talk to make sure you get the proper severance. But if you ever feel your employer is just not trying hard to bring you back, 
yeah, we need to talk. That could be a human rights violation, as I said. And again, accommodation, start with your doctor's note. I want to get to uh, an email here. This one from Boris says, Hey, Lior, I asked for a pay raise because I had not received one in many years. When my boss said no, I resigned and I left. An hour later, I called my boss and told him that I don't want to resign and, and I want to come back to work. He said that the company has already accepted my resignation. Can I do anything? Well, this actually, believe it or not, John, is not an uncommon situation. I call this the, the heat of the moment resignation. So, you know, you, you something happened. Maybe your, your boss said something or you had a bad day and you said, that's it. I'm out of here. Uh, never coming back. You, you, get, you go home, you cool off, and you realize, wait a second, what did I do? Uh, I, I don't want to lose my job. I want to come back to work. You know, I'm not ready to leave. Now, if you do contact your employer right away, they can't say, well, too bad, you've resigned. If they don't take you back in that situation, then that's considered the termination, and they have to pay you severance. Even though you're the one that said, that's it, I'm out of here, I'm resigning, if your employer won't let you come back, that is a, a, a resignation. That, sorry, that is a termination. But to do that, you'd have to change your mind fairly quickly, usually within you know two days or so. So if within a couple of days of that heat of the moment, you contact your employer, you say, sorry, heat of the moment, I want to come back, and they don't let you come back, now they owe you severance. So Boris, in, 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 in that situation, since you did contact your employer, yeah, you're owed severance, so we need to have a chat to make sure you get that severance. But for you as well at home, if you resign in the heat of the moment, well, ideally you don't. But if you do, make sure you contact your employer in writing, email or text message, within uh, 24 hours or 48 hours, telling them it was heat of the moment. If they don't let you come back, call me, and we'll, we'll be able to get you the severance that you're owed. Yeah, best advice is, you always said, like, cooler heads prevail. Just uh, go have a coffee before you pull that trigger, uh, you know, what ends up being unintentionally. But uh, we're done for the afternoon. Thank you so much for everybody calling in and emailing. We really appreciate it. You can continue the conversation now with Lior uh, whenever you like. How do you do it? Simple, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 That email address we just use is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we always send you over to the website free. It's anonymous too, called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lots to learn there. And also the severance pay calculator can be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca too. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.